You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On a Thursday, everybody, October the 7th into Friday, October the 8th, it's Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you. Thank you for listening and joining us today on a crossover Thursday. Our buddy Luke Braun, the host of Locked On Vikings, will join me momentarily. We'll break down what Minnesota's done well, what they haven't done well, why they are 1-3, and three, and, of course, talk about the Lions-Vikings matchup and what to look for for Sunday in Minneapolis. So thanks for making Locked On Lions your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You can find the podcast at Locked On Lions on Twitter, at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks on Twitter. And we post this bad boy each and every day on the Matt Derry Facebook fan page as well. All right, before we talk a little Vikings and get Luke's thoughts on the game as well and what's going on with uh, Minnesota, they're in a must-win situation. Uh, the last thing they want to be doing is dropping to 1-4 and four and losing to the Lions as a 10-point favorite at home. But if the Lions are going to win the game and have a chance to win, they've got to run the football. Uh, Jamal Williams said today he's got ninja instincts. He's excited for this game. The problem is, is Panay Sewell has mispracticed the last two days with an ankle injury and may not be able to go at left tackle on Sunday, Lions are still holding out some hope, um, but they'll have to wait and see. But the first two game, uh, first two days of practice this week, Sewell with an ankle injury has not been able to practice. Michael Brockers limited today. Trey Flowers limited. Good to get T.J. Hawkinson at least back on the practice field today, albeit limited with a knee injury. DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams groin and hip respectively. Uh, also. Uh, limited in practice, but expect those guys to play. And, and, and you know, when, when you really, you know, <laughs> there's not a lot of margin for error. And I was talking about this with the great Jay Courtney Otterbein today at my office at Financial Architects. And he was talking about suicide pools with me. And he's like, do I take the Vikings? And he was leaning towards uh, taking a, a New England against Houston, I guess. But you know, you really look at it and you say, do the Lions have any chance of winning this game on Sunday? And the problem is, the Lions, to begin with, aren't good. They're just, they're, they're not. The Lions are not a good football team. They are not healthy. Um, I, you know, is Will Holden going to start at left tackle this Sunday? It's possible. <laughs> they're just out of bodies. They don't have a lot of players. And they didn't have a lot of players when they were healthy. Now you're taking away their best offensive player, Frank Ragnow. You're taking away their best defensive player. In Romeo Quara. You're minusing Ifiatu Melifanwu and Jeffrey Okuda. Uh, their best wide receiver has been out for weeks. We forget Tyrell Williams with a concussion. You know, he's been out a while. TJ Hawkinson's banged up. Trey Flowers hasn't played the last two weeks. Maybe he'll play this week. So there's just a lot of question marks on where this team is going to go and how they're going to do. They don't have a big margin for error. They don't have a lot of depth, playing a lot of young guys, and then they're all banged up. And we've watched them play the Vikings the last few years. They haven't been competitive against Minnesota. Actually, the Vikings have really 
crushed the Lions at Ford Field lately. I'm trying to go back and think the last time the Lions won at Minnesota, I believe it was the Golden Tate uh, front flip into the end zone game from a few years ago. So it's not going to be an easy task this week, especially when you're talking about Kirk Cousins playing some pretty good football right now, Dalvin Cook, Jefferson, Thielen, that group, and the great Everson Griffin, former Lion, back with the Vikings and actually has a pulse again. Crossover time. Let's uh, hit that right now with our friend Luke Braun from Locked On Vikings and get you ready for Detroit and Minnesota. Coming up on Sunday, again, thanks for making us your first listen each and every day right here on Locked On Lions. Look, you got a lot of different podcasts to choose from and, and everything else to do, but we love the fact that uh, you can find us every day, that you're listening every day, that you love your football team, and we're free and available on all platforms. All right, everybody, it's crossover Thursday. That means me, Luke Braun from Locked On Vikings, going to talk to Matt Daria, Locked On Lions here. Talk a little bit about Vikings Lions, but first let me talk to you about your car. Your car is very important. You got to take care of it, and that can get expensive. But remember, a cheap-ish or a, a fairly expensive maintenance project now becomes a really expensive one down the line. So get that taken care of. If you're looking to save a buck, I know some mechanics that will let you bring your own parts to them. And how do you get those parts? Rock Auto. So figure out whatever parts you need. Go to rockauto.com. They have an unbelievably expansive catalog of every car part you can imagine under the sun. Enter your make and your model, and they'll get you something that is compatible with your car. And you're not getting cheaper parts. You're getting the same parts off the same factory lines, but you're going straight to the manufacturer, and it's saving you money. And it'll ship right to your door, take it to your mechanic, and then they'll only charge you for the labor. They'd be upcharging you for that part, but Rock Auto, they're a family company. They've been doing this for 20 years. They're not going to do this to you. So head on over to Rock auto.com and at checkout there's a how you heard about us section make sure you let them know there that locked on sent you rock auto amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need all right it is crossover thursday i am so excited to be joined here by matt dairy of locked on lions we got vikings lions coming up um <laughs> how you guys holding up <laughs> <laughs> luke Good to talk to you, brother. Uh, holding up, uh, not very well. I'll say everything this, okay at home. <laughs> oh, everything okay. Everything's fine at home. I, I think that, <laughs> you know, the one thing is, we, we and you and I talked before the season, you knew that the Lions were going to lose a lot of football games. Sure. Um, the Justin Tucker 66-yard field goal was a real I, gut punch two weeks I ago. Can't, like... Oh, yeah. I, only oh. the Lions, right? And then last week, I really thought they were going to win. I was talking to... Um, you know, Lauren Cox about it on the crossover. And I, I predicted a, a victory. I said, the Lions are going to win this thing. And I kind of boasted about, I think the Bears are a mess. And I think the Lions are at least keyed in and focused in enough to win a game. And Chicago didn't do anything that was that great. It just, the Lions had four cracks inside the eight yard line and came away with no points. Uh, they they, they fought... snapped it to the defensive tackle somehow. I mean, it's yes, astounding. That is, that is, uh, that is textbook Lions. Uh, but you know, it just, and now this week, I mean, the injuries are piling up. Frank Ragnow, yeah. their best offensive player out, uh, Romeo Quara, their best defensive player out for the year. Uh, left tackle Panay Sewell is iffy. Uh, this, this could be a long, long Sunday in Minnesota. 
Yeah, it always feels so much like next week's going to be like last week, right? You know, the Bears have this debacle and you think, okay, they're a mess. Maybe they've got a shot here. But I guess, and maybe this is a pointed question, are the Lions a get-right team? Because the Vikings could use that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, and it's not that the Lions are going to be are, are going are gonna to lay down and die. I don't think that. I think Dan no. Campbell has them playing, playing yeah. hard and competitively, but they just are not good enough. And then you throw in Okuda, Okwara, Ragnow, Hawkinson in practice on Wednesday, Sewell, uh, um, Melifonu, their fourth-round pick, a cornerback who was going to be a starter uh, when Okuda went down. They're just banged up. They're not very deep. They're not very talented. They had to release Jamie Collins because his effort was poor and they want to elevate right. some young guys. And Jared Goff isn't very good. He's very average. So, you know, maybe if you have great quarterback play, that makes up for some things, but they don't have that either. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it reminds me of like Houston during like Deshaun Watson before he, uh, you know, did some of the bad stuff. They it seemed like they had nothing around it, but they, he could still kind of will them to 10 wins in a playoffs playoff berth. So I, I guess I, I don't really know where to even like start or end with this Lions team because it seems like everywhere you look, there's a problem. So I guess if the Lions were to find a way to win this game against the Vikings, Barring, you know, okay, the Vikings, you know, shoot themselves in the foot like they did week one. They got 17 flags and basically made the game unwinnable. Um, what do the Lions do that wins this game? Like, what, what does that scenario look like that isn't the Vikings just kind of piss down their leg in front of the Lions? <laughs> well, I, I will say this. The Lions running game is much improved. And I know okay. and I've been listening. I've been listening to some of your shows. The Vikings run defense has been shaky which yeah. is un unlike Minnesota and Mike Zimmer coach teams. And almost so, surely no Michael Pierce, who is the nose tackle, and he had been dealing. So, Yeah. So, you know, to me, keeping the Vikings offense and Kirk Cousins, who's played well off the field, and running the football with Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift and keeping a consistency with the ground game where you're not having to be down 13-0 at the half to the Ravens, 14-0 at the half to the Bears, and you can keep running the ball, that's where the Lions have a chance. I don't think they're going to okay. win, but they've been running the ball better. I know Ragnow being out is going to hurt. Uh, we'll see about Sewell. But Williams and Swift have been nice surprises for them. And so if I'm Anthony Lynn, the offensive coordinator, I'm going to continue with that. And if they get in these fourth down spots where they were last week, they're three out of ten on fourth down play calls and conversions so far this year. But none of those plays have been runs. It's all throwing. And it doesn't make any sense when you have a weak wide receiver core and a tight end that now is being double and triple teamed almost every play. Yeah, and I guess that leads me to the other question that I have here. I'm sure there's a lot of possible answers to this question considering the state of that roster. But if you're game planning for the Lions, what would you? what's your favorite place to attack them on either side of the ball? Um, you know, what's, where do you think if you are, if you were Mike Zimmer or Clint Kubiak or whoever happens to draw the lions this week, what are you doing to exploit the most of like where their weaknesses are? Where do you think it's the worst? Well, uh, Bobby price is an undrafted rookie free agent that unfortunately has got, has been elevated to the number two cornerback, basically opposite yeah. of Emmanuel Ruari. And it's not fair to this kid. He's trying. But the last over the last couple weeks, the Ravens picked on him. Hollywood Brown dropped a couple of balls. 
The Packers picked on him a little bit when Okuda and 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 Melifonmu went out, and then this past uh, week, the Bears were all over it. I mean, it was just, you know, Justin Fields down the field to Darnell Mooney, and Mooney looked like Jerry Rice. I mean, this poor mm-hmm. kid was not drafted for a reason. He's raw. He needs work. He plays hard, and he's been better. But that's to me, if you got Jefferson and Thielen. Wherever Oruwarie is, he's a pretty good player. But the other side, that could be that could be rough. I mean, you're looking at AJ Parker too as the number three corner. That's the slot corner. He's also a UDFA. And these are young kids that weren't drafted that are basically starters in that secondary. And and the free safety Will Harris has not played well either and got benched last week for a few series. So wow. that's a weak that's a weak spot too. So just, yeah, attacking that secondary kind of on the perimeter. I want to flip this around and uh, you can ask me some stuff about my weird team that is having its own host of problems, not (laughs) nearly as many, but sure ain't pretty right now. Uh, I just first I want to thank everybody for making Crossover Thursday their first listen of the day. I also want to talk to everybody about Bet Online. Bet Online is your one stop shop for all things, props, odds, news, scores, whatever you're looking for. You can bet on this game. I, I don't have the line in front of me. Uh, I'm going to look that up actually while I do this. You can bet on this game. As of this recording, Vikings are nine point favorites. That might be a little steep. I don't know. Maybe I'm just too low on my own. That, sound, that sounds about right. <laughs> so if you want to bet on that either way you can go to betonline.ag you can use promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n which is different from the way the uh the promo code used to be for a while so make sure you uh, take note of that you get a 50 welcome bonus whatever your first deposit is they will match half of that and plop it into your account in free play money that is at betonline.ag where the game starts Matt Darian locked on lines, the Thursday crossover, talking to the legendary. And, uh, you know, it's uh, I, I love talking to this guy because I've defended his Vikings for 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 years. And I've always been a Vikings fan. But Lucas Braun is uh, with us. Luke from Locked on Vikings. Um, you know, for years, I had said I always liked Mike Zimmer. And I love the the heart and soul of the team, which was always their identity of defense. Yeah, you've yeah, defected now, about, though. It, it's, it doesn't look like it's the same group. <laughs> Luke, tell yeah. me about and, and last week they they probably you know if you tell people we're going to hold the Browns to fourteen points you'd figure they'd win so let's go back to last week what what did you see and what happened there yeah Mike Zimmer has ardently defended his defense um, and it feels kind of weird because they've you know given up explosive runs they gave up a third and twenty white flag draw play and let that convert. And that is because they had a lot of trouble at the linebacker position last week. Eric Kendricks had an off day, but he's still Eric Kendricks. We're not like concerned about him or anything. But Nick Vigil is the next guy up with Anthony Barr out. However, Anthony Barr is going to probably make his season debut. He hasn't played since week two of last year. So we'll see what we can get out of him. Um, but Nick Vigil was a pretty big liability last week. And Blake Lynch, an undrafted second-year player, uh, has been the third linebacker. He's been better than I thought he would be, but he hasn't been like starting quality or anything like that. So there's a bit of a weak spot there. Their depth at defensive tackle uh, really has not lived up to those tests. And now Michael Pierce with an elbow injury is going to be out for a while, quote unquote, according to one of the beat reporters here in Minnesota. So uh, probably going to have to 
leverage that depth a little bit more and they have a tough time kind of holding that middle of the field. Um, and so you have a, a lot of issues in, in run blocking. They just don't have the physicality without Michael Pierce. Dalvin Tomlinson is very good. Daniel Hunter is very good. And then everybody else just kind of gets washed around um, in the run game. So they, they've been really struggling there and giving up explosive runs and stuff like that. Uh, but I, the secondary has been, I think, better than than like PFF or stats would tell you. Um, Patrick Peterson has been a perfectly reasonable corner. Um, and then the other corner, we have no idea who it's going to be. It could be Bashad Breeland, who's dealing with an illness. It could be Chris Boyd, who's dealing with an injury. Or it could be Cameron Dantzler, who has been kind of up and down. Uh, he was the third string corner. He played last week. He played reasonably last week. So he might have actually earned a little bit more, uh, a little bit more faith from the coaching staff. We have no idea who's going to play there. Um, and the safeties have been fine. He's defended the defense. He might just be gassing up his own players to try to keep them motivated. Um, but it's complicated. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds like it. And, uh, you know, Hunter is always just feasted on the lions. Um, and sure. I know he's got what five, five sacks. That's, that's probably, he's been like the entire pass rush. Back. Yeah. 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 He's, he's the entire pass rush. Everson Griffin is also, I think, I mean, you guys saw him last week and he didn't, or last year, and he didn't seem like he was his, himself. He's back no. to himself. Uh, something about his relationship with Andre Patterson. It's, you know, Andre Patterson figured out what he needed. He has been fantastic, but he can only play like two thirds of the game at this age. Um, so he's not like the the every down guy that he was for his heyday here in Minnesota, but he's been very good. Sheldon Richardson, a good pass rusher, bad run defender. So they've got some pass rush. Um, the run defense is, I think, where the the scary mismatch of this game is. Yeah, it's surprising to me. Uh, Luke Braun locked on Vikings. Uh, Matt Derry with you locked on Lions Thursday crossover. Um, it, it, it is surprising. But again, you know, last week uh, in watching some of that game against the Browns, a lot of that game, didn't look like Dalvin Cook was himself. What, what percentage would you put he's on He's slowed down. He's, yeah. Yeah. So he's dealing with, with two ankle injuries. He's both ankles are hurt. Um, and he looked a little slow. I, I think he still kind of glides and I think he has a style that can still be productive without being super, super quick, but he has to have burst. He doesn't need a ton of speed. He never had that much top end speed, but he needs a lot of burst and he doesn't, he's not gliding the way that he usually would, but he's still very smart. So he can still definitely run. Um, but he basically has admitted that he's going to be playing through this all year. So it's just a pain management thing. Um, and he just has to manage the pain. But you probably see more Alexander Madison. You might even see the debut of a rookie, Kenne Wangwu, from uh, from Iowa State, who is blistering fast. Uh, but he hyperextended his knee in the preseason, and he's been on IR. Interesting. Uh, tell me about Kirk Cousins a little bit. He, he, he looks like he's playing very good football. Yet you'd figure after everything we talked about in the offseason and the and the, the vaccination stuff and leadership and you know. <laughs> He's he's been good, yet the team's one and three. What's going on there? Yeah, if you ask any player, they will rally around him. If you say, hey, you know, what, what's the leadership of Kirk Cousins? They say, we stand behind Kirk. Kirk's, they, they've all said, like, Kirk's a different Kirk this year. They say he's a little swaggy, and he's got a little bit more confidence. Uh, and you kind of see that in the way that he plays. He's been playing very well. Um, don't think he had a great game against the Browns, but the two games before that were fantastic. Um, he's playing aggressively. He's reading things, but he's still the same guy he always was. If you can fool him pre-snap, you can kind of unlock the worst of him. Um, and if you can't do that, you unlock the best of him. And that's kind of uh, always who he's been. You mentioned before about get right games through four games being one and three. What's the mood 
and how big of a game. I mean, is this one where Minnesota, think about it, if they somehow drop this one, where would this thing be going? I think if you drop this one, considering the injuries the Lions are dealing with, the reputation of the Lions, and everything you just told me about how, I mean, they've got undrafted rookies everywhere. They, they're this is not a serious team. No, I think if you drop this yeah. one, we're having the coach conversation. And wow. I, I think even if like, I think where you're at then is Zimmer's seat is scalding hot and it comes to, you better blow the doors off of Carolina or you're getting fired at the bye. Wow. I mean, I, I think that, you know, the, I mean, obviously green Bay's picked to win this thing and they, and they look the part at times. I don't think any team has looked consistent in this division. But you look it's at the amount of talent that the Vikings have. Arizona, had. right, right. Um, you gotta, you gotta figure that the Vikings at some point are going to turn it on a little bit. There's too much talent, especially on that offensive side, right? To, to not. Yeah, and they you ask Zimmer, you ask Andre Patterson, defensive co-defensive coordinator. You ask Kirk Cousins, you ask Patrick Peterson, you ask Neil Hunter, Anthony Barr, Kendricks, anybody. They say no, we are a good team. Damn it, we we are one. And we just haven't gotten the wins. We've lost close games, but it'll turn around if we just stay the course. So they are very focused. They're not panicking. They're not starting to change anything right now. They are very confident in what they're doing, and they are very determined to not let this record cause them to break stuff that they think is working well enough to get wins eventually. Uh, give me a prediction. What, do you think the Vikings you know, cover the nine? Do they Do they blow them out? At home, yeah, I think I think this is the this is the get right game. I, I've said a lot, a lot. The Lions, they're what they'll they'll cure what ails you. Um, and I just see, even though you know you do have this run game, run defense problem, um, Zimmer's st stood up for that too. Um, so I don't know. I, it feels like there can be a bounce back here. It feels like the kind of thing where even if it's a run game kind of game for the Lions they you know do a long plotting 14 play drive and then you can get a three play touchdown drive of, with Justin Jefferson against that secondary and put you guys right behind the back behind the eight ball that kind of thing get an early lead and and yeah the lions just don't have come back in them no and and you know i i'm, I'm with you i think minnesota win this game i think this is a you know a 21-10 final like the lions have trouble scoring points um unless they they really can get the ground game going um and you know if Hawkinson's not 100% and Sewell's out, it's a lot of injuries. The Lions have not had good success lately against the Vikings at all, whether the Vikings have had good teams or not. And, uh, you know, Golden Tate spinning and doing a, a front flip into the end zone, those days seem like they're a long, long ways away. Dan Campbell has a good – they got a nice base, and they're all trying, and the culture's better. But from a talent standpoint, uh, this this could be a rough one Sunday for sure. For sure. Hey, yeah. Matt, thank you so much for uh, coming on and telling me about the Lions. I love having these chats. Can't wait for the next time we get to talk later in the year. Absolutely. Awesome stuff. Thank you, sir. Uh, Luke, appreciate it.